Welcome to the Fitness Drifter Podcast. My name is Abby. In this podcast, I try and focus on body confident health, fitness, and wellness for men. So we talk about things like body image, body positivity, eating disorders, diet culture, fat phobia, and how to navigate these and how to have a healthy relationship with food and exercise and look after both our mental and physical health. Something I do is I talk regularly about eating disorders on this podcast. The four that I've covered in previous episodes have been binge eating disorder, bulimia, anorexia, and orthorexia. And one of the earlier episodes I did was just about eating disorders in men in general. One of the common tools used by dietitians and nutritionists to help overcome negative relationships with food is something called intuitive eating or mindful eating. And most of the content I see around this topic is targeted at women, which is unsurprising as women are disproportionately more affected by eating disorders than men, but as men are affected by eating disorders as well. And I think intuitive eating can be a very helpful tool to address your relationship with food. I wanted to talk a little bit about intuitive eating for men as well. So first, before we get into it, I need to add my normal disclaimer. Intuitive eating is a helpful tool, but please do speak to a dietitian for help on this, or at least someone that's more qualified to talk you through it. Don't just rely on a podcast or blog post to help you get all the information that you need or that you want. First of all, what is intuitive eating? It's not a diet. In fact, it's kind of the opposite in the sense that it rejects the idea of dieting. And that's something that's really important to bear in mind. It's listening to your body signals for what it wants and needs and honoring those signals. So in other words, relying on your intuition. You won't be labeling foods as good and bad. You won't be forcing yourself to restrict the way you would in a diet. But on the flip side, it's also not just a blanket invitation to eat as much as you want whenever you want. It's trusting your body signals to guide you on what it wants and what it needs and following through on that. It's not specifically focused on weight loss or weight gain. It's just on giving your body the nourishment that it wants or needs. In terms of the benefits of intuitive eating, another disclaimer that it only really has benefits when done correctly and the principles are applied correctly. And I'll talk about that shortly as well. But some of the benefits of intuitive eating when you do apply it correctly, first of all, learning to be in tune with your body signals. You may have messed with your internal signaling a little bit when you, if you went on a diet or tried to lose weight. So, you know, suppressing hunger or trying to force yourself not to eat is a pretty good is a pretty good example of that. But learning to be in tune with your body signals means that you understand when you feel hungry, when you feel satisfied, and when you feel full. Next up, you stop seeing foods purely as good or bad, and you appreciate the taste and texture a lot more. You learn what foods you actually like and dislike, and how changing your nutrition can positively or negatively impact your body and how you feel. You stop feeling guilty about food or feeling like you're cheating. Your diet shouldn't really be a question of morality. You remove any emotional stigma around food and don't demonize foods as much. And if applied consistently and done right, you find a balance between the nutrition that your body needs and perhaps the less nutritious things that you just want to enjoy. Having said that, it, yes, if you have a specific physical or performance goal, so if you do a sport at a high level, for example, or you've been given specific medical advice uh, or medical guidance, then you will have, then you will, as a consequence, probably have some restrictions that you need to be mindful of. But it's important to learn to apply those principles within the bounds of what you can do safely. If you have a difficult relationship with food that goes back years, remember that it's about progress and not perfection in terms of trying to address that. One common worry when people try and move away from dieting is that it'll change their weight. So it's common to worry that you'll either gain weight or that you'll either lose weight, depending on what your past experience is. But like I mentioned, intuitive eating isn't a diet or an eating plan, so it shouldn't be attached to a weight-based goal. It is possible that your weight will change as a consequence of applied intuitive eating. If you've been prone to strict dieting to try and keep your weight down, then loosening up on those restrictions may result in your body gaining some weight. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. You know, finally, allowing your body to get the nourishment and volume of food that it needs after being deprived for a while is not 
you know, a bad thing. Being able to learn to go out and, and enjoy yourself without worrying constantly about what or how much you're eating isn't a bad thing either. You may find your health, your mood, your well-being, your energy, your confidence all start to improve. On the flip side, it can also lead to weight loss in some cases. So if, for example, you've been dealing with binge eating disorder and this has caused weight gain, like it does in several cases, a better relationship with food may help manage your food binges more easily, which in turn can lead to binging less or eating less. And that in turn can result in weight loss. Intuitive eating is about relearning your body's needs and finding out what works for your body and your lifestyle. So how that manifests really will depend on your own lived experience and what your body has been through or is going through. In terms of my own experience, I've never really tried intuitive eating with a professional on hand to help me. So my experience is very skewed and I very definitely didn't seek out the support I could or should have gotten. I did try to practice it myself while I was going through some of the worst part of my binge eating disorder. And I did write about that in a separate blog post, which I will include a link to in the show notes. And just in case you're not familiar with binge eating disorder, it's the definition I normally go to is that it's the consumption of a large volume of food in a short span of time until the point of feeling uncomfortably full on a regular basis. But I used to be prone to binges in the evenings and when I started eating, I really, really couldn't stop. I was in a situation where sort of in a, in a day up to and including dinner, I'd probably have around 2000 calories. And then if I had a binge after dinner, that would take me up to three and a half to 4000 calories for the day. So almost or around doubling. And that's an estimate because I never really tracked or counted my binge calories. I found when I was trying to apply intuitive eating in the middle of a binge, that was just no go. It just doesn't work like an on off switch. And you know, food binges just don't work like that. But if I was a bit more mindful of what I was eating throughout the day and allowing myself more flexibility and maybe even eating a bit more so I felt fuller, then often when I was under the same kind of stress or triggers that caused my binges, my mind wasn't immediately turning to food. So it did kind of help in that sense. And recently I've been trying to put on some muscle, which I am not really enjoying because I'm not used to eating the way I am, but I've been trying to put on some muscle and I have been eating more to help with this. And I haven't been prone to binges at all because I just don't feel hungry. So my thoughts don't turn to food when I feel emotionally stressed. And I've written about that as well. So I've included the link to that blog post in the show notes too. In terms of how to practice intuitive eating, there are 10 principles, which I'm going to read out to you now. So first of all is reject the diet mentality. Dieting doesn't work for you. And if it did, you wouldn't be trying new diets. Number two is honor your hunger. Eat when your body tells you that you're hungry and stop eating when you feel full. Hunger isn't a bad thing that you need to try and suppress or demonize. Make peace with food. That's number three. This isn't a war. No foods are off limits or need to be banned. If you want something, then you should feel comfortable being able to have it. And ironically, when you stop telling yourself it's forbidden or trying to ban it, you may not want it as much because you realize you can have it anytime. And number four, challenge the food police. Stop letting other people tell you that foods have to be labeled as good or bad for you or that you're a sinner because you ate something specific that someone else in their own view is bad for you. Number five, feel your fullness. As well as knowing when you're hungry, pay attention to when you start to feel full and learn to eat to the point of feeling fullness, not necessarily to feeling overly full or stuffed. Number six, discover the satisfaction factor. Savor the experience of eating, make it something memorable and enjoyable so you don't eat while distracted or while multitasking. Try to eat when it's your sole focus so you can experience the food, the company, the time that you're spending. Number seven, cope with your feelings without using food. Food does have an emotional link for a lot of us, comfort eating, stress eating, boredom eating, and it does offer a short-term fix, which kind of sedates whatever emotions that we're going through. But it doesn't address the underlying issue that's causing it, which is why we can tend to go back to it again and again. So try to find another way to deal with whatever you're feeling. That could be a walk, a hobby, a puzzle, something to keep your hands busy. I started adult coloring books. Just to clarify, when I say adult coloring books, I mean like they're coloring books that are designed for adults, not that they're X-rated or anything like that, just in case you thought that's what I meant. Number eight, respect your body. Your body is 100% unique to you. Stop trying to compare your lived-in body and experience to others. Like I said, you're unique, so you need to let go of unrealistic expectations based on what other bodies look like. 
Number nine, exercise and feel the difference. Be active and exercise in a way that you have fun and enjoy. It doesn't have to be about burning calories or toning a certain part of you or aiming for a specific aesthetic goal. It can be about having fun and enjoying the experience. There's no such thing as a perfect workout. You can run, you can dance, you can climb, you can hike, you can throw axes if you want. Find something that you love, find something that gives you a genuine feeling of satisfaction. For me, walking and listening to podcasts made a huge difference in both my mental and physical health. And I would really, really be struggling both mentally and physically if I didn't start doing that. And number 10, honor your health. So another way of putting that is gentle nutrition. Find a balance. Don't just focus on calories and macros. Find balance between ensuring your body's getting the nutrition that it needs and the food that you enjoy. An occasional treat or indulgence doesn't derail or imbalance your diet. So you want to aim for progress and not perfection. And I think a good way of putting that is to compare it to an infographic that I saw on Instagram once. It was just a picture of a plate of cookies and the caption was that for one person's success in building a better relationship with food might be having one cookie and being able to stop at that. For another person, it might be having one cookie and not feeling guilty about it. For another person, they might be enjoying the cookies without counting how many that they actually have. Because we all have different experiences, we all have different emotions, we all have different lives. What success and what progress looks like to us and what we feel that we need to address by trying intuitive eating is different for all of us. And just to wrap up, this is a slightly shorter episode, but just to wrap up, in terms of getting help with intuitive eating, there are resources online. There's plenty of information on Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and, you know, normal social media channels and on YouTube and of course on blogs, but nothing online or on social media or any of those is going to be a substitute for the kind of specific actionable feedback and experience you're going to get by speaking to a dietitian. They're going to be best place to give you advice that's specific to you, that's actionable, and they'll have a better understanding of your circumstances. You can start to practice intuitive eating yourself, and you can use some of the tips I mentioned and some of the principles I mentioned to help you get started. And you know, that might be enough. You might make plenty of progress with that, and that, that would be awesome. But if you need more help than that, or if you want more help than that, or more support than that, it would be a dietitian or nutritional therapist that would probably be the best person to speak to. You know, having said that, I'm recording this in a time of high inflation and a cost of living crisis if you're in the UK. So what I will do in the show notes as well is I'll include links to other social media accounts and to other podcasts and some other blog that I recommend for getting some free tips and some free help. And if you can speak to a qualified professional at some point in the future, then great. That's it for this episode. Um, if you have any questions, you can reach me on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. My username is fitnessdrifter, all one word on all of them. You can find me on the blog, fitnessdrifter.com. The contact page is fitnessdrifter.com slash contact. Or if you haven't yet, please do check out my YouTube channel. I talk about binge eating disorder. I talk about my cosmetic surgery and a few other interesting things that I'll be working on as well. It's not big enough that I can that YouTube will give me a custom URL or anything like that. So I just directed it from the website. So if you go to fitnessdrifter.com slash YouTube, that'll get you to my channel. All right, until next time, that's me signing out.